Hello everyone, we are beginning on the journey to the Hagdama of Talmud Esesfirot, the introduction to the Sefer of Talmud Esesfirot, which is the Sefer of Etz Chaim by Rabbi Isaac Luria, and with the Perush of the Baal Sulam Rabbi Yehuda Ashlag. The introduction that he brings, Rabbi Yehuda Ashlag brings, the Baal Sulam he brings, is to explain why do people, or why do, why do we need to learn Torah Kabbalah? The Pnimiuta Torah, the, the, the study of the Kabbalah, the study of the, the inner learning of the Torah, the inner study. So let's begin. Ot Aleph. Beresh Milim. First words we have to bring. The Balusulim is saying, I found a great need to destroy or break through this iron wall. That is separating between us and between the wisdom of Kabbalah. Since the destruction of the Bet Mikdash, the second Bet Mikdash, until our generation, when he was writing it, it was in the 1920s, I believe, or 1940s, early 1900s. That was very heavy on us in a very uh, strong manner. And it awakens a fear that it might be forgotten from Israel, from the Jewish people. So what the Balasulam is saying is that there was a wisdom. Since the Bet Mikdash, it was lost. And until now, we still don't, there was no real um, remembrance of this Torah. There's a lot of Talmud Babri, a lot of Talmud Yerushalmi. There's Chumash, there's Tanakh, there's all these Torot. There's also Sod. There's the fourth level, level in Pardes called Pshat, Remesh, Drash. There's Sod. Kabbalah, the inner aspect of the Torah. So the Balasulim is writing because he's afraid that it might be forgotten from the Jewish people. If I, the Balasulim is saying, if I, if I look into the person's imagination and he's thinking about this limud, this study of Kabbalah, what is he thinking? What's the first question he's going to ask himself? Why do I have to know about how many angels there are in the heavens? And what they're called. Am I not, is it not possible for me to complete the entire Torah without studying Kabbalah? Why do I need to study Kabbalah if I can fulfill the entire Torah mitzvot without studying Kabbalah? What's the point of me learning Torah if I can do it without, if I can do my Avodat Hashem without studying Kabbalah? That's the first question he wants to bring. He's going to bring Four more questions. What a person would think, like I don't really need to study Kabbalah, there's no need. So he's, he's going to, throughout the Hagdama, throughout the introduction, he's going to take these five questions and he's going to explain them and answer them one by one in the entire introduction. So the first question, let's repeat the first question. Why do I have to learn Kabbalah if I can already fulfill the entire Torah? I don't need Kabbalah, I can just fulfill the entire Torah without Kabbalah and I'll be fine. What do I need it for? Sheniti Shal, you can ask, they can, he can ask a second question. Didn't the sages, didn't they already establish that a person has to learn first all the shas, all shisha sidre mishnah gmara, that he has to learn all of mishnah gmara and all the halachot, the poskim, and all the poskim that make the halacha. And then after he's memorized and he knows all of the halachot, all of the mishnayot, all of the gmara, then he can learn Kabbalah. And which person is going to tell himself that he's actually finished all the Torah Nigle, that he's actually finished all the Mishnah, all the Gemara, and that he's ready to learn Kabbalah? Who's going to say that? That's the second thing he can say. That he's not, he, has, he doesn't have Shasu Poskim. Shlishit, the third thing he can ask, he's afraid that his his mind or that his, um, his, uh, his, that he won't become, literally means sour. He will not become sour to Torah. As in, what does he say? There's already happened where there were people who started to get close to Kabbalah. And then what happened was that they totally turned cold against 
Torah and they, they left Torah entirely. So they're afraid that if I come to study Kabbalah, maybe chas v'shalom, my entire Torah learning will just go to the garbage. I don't want that to happen. I'm afraid. So why should I even learn Kabbalah if I'm safe with what I have now? And who this person would think, who, who would be stupid enough to really, who would be, who would be that, that kind of person to really put himself in that kind of danger? That's one of the, what, that's one of the ideas that he might have. That's the third question. The fourth question. Even the people who really love studying this Torah, it's only allowed for the people who are uh, kadosh, the holy people who are really serving Hashem. Like it says in Masechet Brachot, that not every person who can use the name, it's coming in a Masechet Brachot, it's coming in the sense of a Chatan who, can say who can say Shema or he can't say Shema because in the middle of a mitzvah. What he's using here in this context is that not every person is chosen to study this Torah. So maybe I'm not chosen. I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm not, I'm not the right person. That's, a, that's the fourth thought that a person could have. Chamishit v'hu ha'ikar. The fifth question is the ikar. It's the, it's the main question. Kikamelan b'chol tzafek. It's within, without a doubt, in, in all possibility. Asher puk chazei ma'yem Look at what everyone else is doing. The entire nation. You can see, your eyes can see. The people who learn Torah in my generation. They all agree with me. And they take their hands away. They're afraid from learning Torah. That without any doubt... That learning a Dafa Gemara is better than learning Torah Tanistar. So the fifth, which is the main question, is that if you look at everybody else, everybody else is not learning Torah Kabbalah, Torah Tanistar. It's not a big group of people in the world, in the Jewish nation at least, that's learning Kabbalah. The Jewish, the Jewish nation, everyone's learning Torah Nigle, Dafa Gemara. So now we have five questions in the Balasura. The first one, I can fulfill all the Torah without learning Kabbalah. The second one, I need Shasun Poskim. I need to learn all of Gemara and all Mishnah and all of Lecha. The third one, I might become sour to Torah altogether. The fourth one, not everyone is chosen to learn this Torah. And the fifth one, everyone else is learning Torah Nigle. They're not learning Kabbalah. They're not learning Pnimiuta Torah. So why should I learn Torah Kabbalah? Those are the five questions a person can ask himself to stay away from this Torah, to stay away from this type of learning. Achen. If we pay attention to one question that's very famous, he says, I'm very certain, I'm very, I have a lot of bitachon that all these questions and all these doubts on the Torah Kabbalah, they'll, they'll disappear from the horizon. And when you look back at these questions, you'll see that they're not, uh, they're not worth anything, these questions and these doubts. So what's the question that will destroy, as long as we answer this question, what's the question that we have to ask? It's very Jewish, but what's the question that we asked against those five questions? The one question that's asked from everyone, what's the one question? What is our life purpose? What are we doing here? What, what are we doing in this world? What's the reason for our, for our life? The amount of time that we live. That we hold so much value. We see our life as so valuable. All the yisurim, all the, the, the hardships that we go through. That, that's what our life is. It's, it's the hardships that we go through. That's the erech, that's the value of the life. It's what we go through. The, the completion until its end. Who is the person that is benefiting from all the stuff that I'm going through? All the stuff, let's say you're going through tough times. Who's benefiting from those tough times? What, what, what's the purpose of these tough times? Why do I have to, what, what's the purpose of going through this life? Or if you want to say more exact, who am I benefiting? Who am I giving benefit to? That's a more uh, question. It's a more meticulous question really looks at the nuances of what is my life purpose who am i giving benefit to which at least a hint 
is the life purpose should be to benefit to other people, to give benefit to other people. So let's keep going. It's known, it's true, that all the chokre, uh, the the searchers, the investigators of the generations, the, 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 the philosophers, the thinkers. We don't have to say that in our generation, we don't have to ask if someone thinks about it because every person, the Balasulm is saying, every person thinks about this question. What is my life purpose? What am I doing in this world? This question is standing in all its tokef, uh, in its, all its strength and all its bitterness. Sometimes this question is meeting us and when we're totally don't, we, we don't want to ask it and it just, it happens. Where we're going through something and we just, what am I doing? What is my life purpose? What, what am I doing in the place that I am? And it, it, it digs a hole in our brain. And it, and it totally takes us to the ground. Before we really find and we're successful in finding the, the known strategy. To go through life. To flow through life without knowing this from that. Just to go through life without really doing anything. Without a purpose. So what's the question that will answer those five questions that we had before? What's the one question that we have to answer? And once we answer that, the five questions will disappear, he says. The question is, what is my life purpose? Who is benefiting from me existing? To answer, we're in Otgimen, to answer this uh, closed question, it's a very satum, it's very concealed, it's very closed. So what is the pasu that comes to answer this question? You will taste and you will see that Hashem is good. The Creator is good. God is good. The people who are mekayim the Torah, they're doing the mitzvot like they're supposed to be doing them. Like, like halacha. But like, we'll see later what, what it really means to, to do it like it's supposed to be done. The people who are, doing, who are studying Torah and who are learning the mitzvot, uh, who are doing the mitzvot, they're the ones who really taste the, the taste of life. They're really the ones who know that God is good. They can testify that God is good because they taste the taste of life. Like it says that the Creator created the world. Why? What's the one reason? What's the purpose of creation? So that He can do good or so that his creations will feel the goodness that he gives. They will be good for his creations. Because if the creator is good itself, the way of good is to do good, is to do good for others. So the only ones who can really taste this taste of goodness and who really can testify that Hashem really is good is those who are makayem but a person who hasn't tasted the life of Torah mitzvot, he hasn't tasted that taste of Chayim. He can't feel or to understand. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't understand this Pasuk to its fullest. There's Pasukim in the Torah where we can fulfill the mitzvot and then we understand what the Pasuk is talking about. The feeling behind the Pasuk. The people who haven't tasted the Tama Chaim, how are they supposed to feel this, this feeling of Tov? People who haven't tasted this, they, they don't know that the entire purpose of the Creator creating him or her was just to do good for that person. The Creator just wants for you to have goodness. So what's the one piece of it? Advice that we can take from this pasuk and from the Barasulam to be mekayim the Torah, to do the mitzvot, to do the commandments, to, to, to learn about the commandments, to learn Torah, to do chesed, to do acts of kindness, to acts of goodness. And once we do those, we can really taste the tamachayim. But before we even start to do the avodah of learning Torah, doing mitzvot, and you're saying my life is terrible, did you try to change your life? Or are you just complaining that your life is bad? 
וזה שמה בתורה, אצל פרשת ניצבים, ראה נתתי לפני חטא החיים ואת הטוב, ואת המוות ואת הרע. It says in פרשת ניצבים, ראה, you should see, פרשת ראה, לא פרשת ניצבים, ראה, you should see נתתי לפני חטא החיים ואת הטוב, I gave you the life, I gave you החיים, I gave you the life, ואת הטוב, and the goodness, and I gave you death, and evil. What does that mean? Kloma, b'terem netinat Torah, before giving the Torah, this saying in the pasuk was given before the Torah was given. Lo ayu lefenun ela hamavet v'ara. Before the Torah was given, we only had life. We only had the death and the evil. We didn't know what chayim v'tov was. We didn't know what life and goodness was. Perush k'mo shamu chazal. In maseret brachot, sh'arishim chayim nikremetim. Rishayim, evil doers, or rishayim, you could say, wicked people. In their life, wicked people while they're living, they're called, according to Masechet Brachot, they're called metim, they're called dead. Why are they called dead? It's better that they should die than for, for them to be alive. All the things that they go through, all the, the hardships and pains that they go through, that in order to live, in order to have a life, is only worth such a little amount of goodness that they experience in their life. But now we understand Once a person is Zoche, he has the merit to learn Torah and to be Mekayim Mitzvot, then you can really taste the true life, the true goodness. But before we even have the Torah, before we even have the mitzvot, we don't know what real life is. We don't know what goodness is. How can we taste goodness without Torah and mitzvot? That's what the Balasum is coming to teach us. Like the Pasuk says, you should taste and you should see that Hashem is good. And that's why the Pasuk says, I gave you, I putting in front of you, I, I giving in front of you, the goodness and the life. You didn't have this kiyum, you didn't have this existence of goodness before the Torah, before receiving the Torah. And this is why the Pasuk ends. What is the ending of this Pasuk? The ending of Pasuk. You should choose life. You have to choose life. You have to choose life once you have the choice between Chaim and Mavit, choose life, choose the goodness. But you can't even have the opportunity to go into the goodness if you don't have Torah mitzvot. So now we have a diuk by the Baal Sulam. If we look at the ending of the Pasuk, it says you shall choose life so that you should live. You and your children. So what's the, why is there kefel Why is there double language? That you should choose life so that you should live. So what does it mean that you should choose life, that you should live? The real meaning of the Pasuk, the verse is saying, It's a life of Kiyum Torah Mitzvot. It's not just any life. It's a life of learning Torah and Mikayim Mitzvot. Then it's a real life. But it's not so. If it was a life without Torah mitzvot, if it was a life without Torah mitzvot, it's a life that's worse than death. If you're not learning Torah, if you're not doing mitzvot, can you really say your life is good? And if you did start learning Torah and mitzvot, did you see that your life is changing for the better? So why is it double language in this pasuk? Is to show you that it has to be a life not just any life, a life of Torah mitzvot, avodat Hashem, doing good, doing the mitzvot, learning Torah. We're going to see what kind of learning Torah. So now we understand what the Chazal, what the sages were saying when they said that wicked people in their lives while they're living are called dead. Why? Because they have a, a life of without Torah mitzvot. It's, it's worse, it's, we say it's poor, it's worse than death. That's why at the end of the Pasuk, it says, you should live, you and your children. A life without Torah, a life without learning Torah, a life without 
doing mitzvot. A life without doing one act of kindness. It's not just that there's no hana'ah, there's no benefit for the person living that life. He can't give, he can't benefit for other people. He can't give benefit to other people. Even for the children that he gave birth to, he, he can't give them nachat. There's no nachat from the, the child if there's no Torah. Because the life of their sons is also kashim So what is he get, what kind of life is he giving his children if there's no Torah mitzvot masin tovim? A person who lives a life of Torah and mitzvot. It's not just that he benefits. He's happy to give birth to children. And to give them a nachala, uh, a uh, inheritance of this life, this good life. This good life of Torah and mitzvot. You should live you and your children. Because you have an extra benefit in this life from the life of your children. Why? Because you're the one who caused them to have such a good life. If you teach your kids Torah, you take, I don't know how many minutes, take more than 10, let's say, or more than 5. Whatever time you have, teach them a mitzvah. Teach them Torah. Teach them what you heard from the rabbi this week. Anything Torah, mitzvot, masim tovim, teach them to, to your children. And then the children will give benefit to you. It's not just for them, you're doing it for yourself too. Because once they have a good life, you have a good life. We're in Odaled. Let me just review. So what does it mean? A life where you can see that God is good. Where you can taste and you can see that God is good. What does that mean? It's a life of Torah mitzvot. Without really tasting Torah mitzvot, without really learning this study, any Torah mitzvot he says, but Without tasting the Torah, without learning Torah, how are you going to have the opportunity to even start to say that your life is good? How? So it must be that only through a life of Torah mitzvot can you really experience good for yourself and for other people, for your children, for other people around you, for your friends, for your family. So now in Dalet, So now we see on Perush Rashi, on this Pasuk, on the Pasuk of, and you shall choose life, this is what Rashi says, What is the Creator doing with Bnei Israel, with the Jewish people? I'm going to give you a piece of my land, the, the, it's a mashal, he's giving a mashal, it's as if a father goes to his son, I'll give you a piece of my land, I'll give you a piece of my inheritance, and I'll give you a good piece. So he takes his son. He brings him to the nice piece of land. And he says, He goes, this is for you. But, so now we're going to ask the question, if he's taking him, he's putting him on the good spot. How is it? How are you choosing if he's taking you there? We're going to get to that soon. So what is Rashi saying on this? Hashem is taking you. Putting you in a place where you can choose a good spot, but because he, he, he makes it so clear, this is what you should do. You put my hand on the good lottery. And you told me to take it. So now the Balasum asked the question What's the question with the obvious question? The verse says, You shall choose life. There should be choosing. There should be a choice between what and what. That a person should choose from himself. But they're saying in this pasuk, that he puts him on the place. He puts him on the, the nice piece of land. But if he puts him on the place of land, it's nice. Or he's going to choose the not nice. But he sees the nice in front of him. He puts him there. So there's no There's no choice. Of course he's going to pick that one. But also, it's not just that they also say, A person, Hashem is taking a person's hand and putting it on the Goral Atov, on the, the, lucky, the lucky lottery, like the lucky winner. Lucky, like not really luck, it's Hashem putting you in the right place. It's a wonder. Where's the choice? 
Where's the choice that a person makes to pick the good? To pick the life. And so it, it, it's explained, now the Baal is explained, that it, it really is like they're saying. It really is true, like they're saying, that Hashem is taking a person and He's putting him on the right place that he should be. That's where he should be. That's the Gualatov, it's the, it's the good piece. He's giving him a, a life of nachat and a life, a, a life of um, benefit, a life of pleasure. In within, he's giving him a life of pleasure within a life of isurim, hardships, machuvim, things that are painful, things that are empty. A person, if he's experiencing a life of pain. He's going through hardships and he sees that there's something that's good. He's going to run for that goodness. He's not going to stay in hardship. If he sees something through the cracks, he's going to run straight towards that. To, uh, it's like to, to, to hide away from, these, from this life of that's not really life, it's worse than death. So what is this? This is the taking of the hand that Hashem is doing with us. This is the taking of the hand that the Creator is taking our hand and putting us on the good spot. He's giving us a life of pleasure and oneg and benefit within the life of Machuvim. The choice that a person has is only chizuk to get stronger, to improve. Why? Why is it only the only choice you have is to get better? What, what, why is it only bechizuk in, in strengthening? Because of course, there's a huge avodah, there's a huge work to be done and huge effort that we have to put until you're really able to purify your body and to be mekayim the Torah mitzvot, to fulfill the Torah mitzvot, like they're supposed to be done. So what is hilchatam? This is what I was mentioning before. Hilchatam means lishma. What is lishma? Not to benefit for yourself anything. You're giving nachat ruach to the, your creator, to your emanator. This is what lishma is. You're not benefiting anything from the mitzvah you did. You give tzedakah. So let's say someone, someone, someone gives tzedakah. And then a person sees him give tzedakah and he says, Wow, I saw you give tzedakah. It was amazing. So now that's not, that's not lishma. Why? Because he's giving him kavod on the mitzvah that he did. So why is, what, what's the best way to give stakah? We know the best way to give stakah is anonymously. Because it's the only way you can do it, lo lishma. Uh, lishma, I'm sorry. You can do it, lishma, because nobody knows you did it. No one's giving you anything for giving the stakah. So now you, you fulfill the mitzvah, lishma. But it really can only be with the right mindset. It's, it's, not, it's not just, uh, I don't want the kavod for this mitzvah, so now I'm going to give. And then everyone gives you kavod, and now you're happy. It's, 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 it must be real from within. So now we go back. So what's the choice that a person makes? A person makes it's the chizuk. The person is making a choice to strengthen, to become stronger, because it's such a long journey to become pure enough to really mikayim the Torah, to really fulfill the mitzvot lishma. It's not an easy thing. It's a long journey. It's it's yigia rabba. It's a lot of effort to really get to this point. Only when you reach the point of learning Torah lishma, doing mitzvot lishma, then you can really be have the merit to this life of pleasure that comes with the mekayim Torah kelchata. Before you even come to this level of purification of the body and the soul. So of course the choice is there because you can choose whether you want to get stronger, whether you want to purify yourself. The goodness is waiting for you. Where are you to get ready to receive it? My father loves to give 
uh, um, an example from champagne. He loves this. I love this example. Is imagine a champagne glass. If the champagne glass is dirty, you can't drink the champagne. You can't enjoy it. You have to have the champagne glass clean enough so you can enjoy the champagne. The champagne is there. It's waiting. It's 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 looking at you. You're ready to enjoy it. But what, where's your glass? Is your glass dirty? Is your glass broken? How do you? What, what is your vessel? What is? What are you using to be able to receive that goodness that Hashem wants to give you? What are you doing? So he says here, the choice that you have is to go to the path of goodness with many different uh, many different strategies. He should do everything he can find until he finishes this um, job of purification. So that he won't fall in the middle of the path under his weight of the carrying. He's just saying so he won't fall in the, in the, in the path. And so now we learn from this, we're in Othei, now we can understand Masechet Avot. It says in Pelke Avot, Perek Vav Mishnah Dalid, Kachi Dalka Shel Torah. This is the path of Torah. What's the path of Torah? Pat Mamelech Tochal. Bread and salt. You should eat. Umayim B'Mshuat. You should eat a little, drink a little water. Balaretzishan. You should sleep on the ground. Mechayetzal Tichyeh. And you should live a life of tsar, of sorrow. Ubat Torah Ataamel. And you should learn. And you should be Amel. I don't know the English word for this, but you should put in effort and really like work when you're learning Torah. And if you do these things, praised are you, and it's good for you. You're praised in this world, and it's good for you in the next world. So now we have a question on this Pilkeavot. Pilkeavot is saying a person should live a life of sorrow. You should sleep on the ground. You should eat bread with salt. You should drink a little water. Not, 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 not too much. No steaks. No fancy beds with fancy blankets. You know, life of sorrow. Work Torah. You should live a life of sorrow. So now we have a question. What's the question? What in the wisdom of the Torah? From all the wisdoms of the world. All the religions of the world. All the other religions, you don't have these, all the, not religions, all the other wisdoms, you don't have this you don't have this life of sorrow. A person who wants to learn, I don't know, physics. He doesn't have to sleep on the ground and eat bread with salt and drink a little water and nothing more than that to understand physics. All he has to do is open a textbook and learn. So why Torah? What's in Torah? And you have to live a life of sorrow to reach the level that we need. We're, we're learning, we're every day, we're really like working to get understand the Torah. We're still not merited enough to reach it. Why? Why is it? And only the only way we can reach it is through this, this life of sorrow. So the first question is, why do we have to live a life of sorrow if every other wisdom in the world, you don't have to, uh, intellectually, you don't have to suffer. You just have to read a book. So why, when it comes to the Torah, in order to merit understanding it and really mekayim it the right way, why do you have to live a life of sorrow? So the, that's the first question. The second question, so the, the ending of the Pirkei of Avot is even more wondrous. That's what the verse says. It says it will be good for you in this, you're praised in this world, and it's good for you in the next world. I understand in the next world, in the world to come, you study the Torah, okay, you get schal, it makes sense, okay. But in this world, if I'm eating and drinking and sleeping in a way that's sorrowful, very, very like, so it's all in sorrow. You're saying like on this type of life, this is the type of life that you're saying is praiseworthy. It doesn't make sense. If it's a life of sorrow, how can you say that it's praiseworthy? It doesn't, doesn't feel praiseworthy. 
and you're sleeping on the floor is not a, it's not a fun thing. Learning Torah and the fulfillment of the mitzvot in the right way, like it's supposed to be lishma, but with this tonight, with these conditions of, of the Pekei Avot, which is what is the way to really fulfill this Torah? It's to give pleasure to the one who created you and not for any benefit for yourself. Doing mitzvot and learning Torah that way, you can't reach that level. You can only reach that level once you serve in a way that you purify yourself with this great effort. How do you purify the body? How do you purify your soul? What's the first step? Okay, great. You told me, I want to, I want to now become Ebed Hashem in, in the right way, Kilchata, and I want to do it like you're saying. What's the first step? What do I do? Do I open a Dafa Gemara? Do I open Talmud Esasfirot? Do I open Pirkei Avot? What, what, what's the first step? The first step, to regulate yourself, to not receive anything for your benefit. Nothing. Nothing for your benefit. You don't benefit from anything. Even in things that are allowed for you. That are needed. They're a must to live. What are the things that we need to live? Eating, drinking, sleeping. Things that are, you need it. If you take yourself away from these hanaot, away from these benefits, and you only benefit enough to live, until you really live a life of sorrow. The first piece of advice the Balasum is saying, the first strategy to get to the point of lishma, how do we come to lishma? What's the first step to get there? We don't receive anything for our benefit. It's not easy. It's tough. How is that possible? Like I want, I want cake sometimes. Well, I'm, I'm gonna say that I don't want cake, but I do want cake. So what am I gonna do? Of course, I want to eat the cake. I'm getting benefit from it. So how? It's, it's, it's very tough. Which is why it says So it's a very effortful journey. Once you get already regulated yourself, you're used to the fact that you don't receive anything for your benefit. And your body, it doesn't say you, your body has no has no desire to receive benefit or pleasure for itself at all. Now, once he reaches that point, once he reaches the physical aspect, of not receiving anything for your own benefit, then he can go to the spiritual aspect, Torah mitzvot, not for your benefit. Which means the spiritual service should be in a way not to receive anything for your benefit, only to give pleasure to the Creator. As in, if you're learning Torah because you want to become smarter, that's not lishma. That's not lishma. You're just becoming smarter. You're memorizing the daf. That's it. So it's not lishma. It's not the way to get to the life that Balasulma is talking about. Balasulma is talking about a way of life that is not receiving for yourself. Removing ratzon lekabel atzmo, Removing the idea of the desire to receive for yourself. And only thinking, I will receive. We're going to get that later. But I will receive... Because he wants to give me all the pleasure. I know God created all the pleasure in the world. The champagne. And I'm only going to receive it because he wants to give me. But I don't want it. It's, it's, it's beautiful in words. It's so much harder in action. It's, it's so much harder in action. It's not something any person can reach. It's tough. So how do we reach it? After the parentheses of and when you once you reach, once you merit this level of Lishma, as only then Zochelit Om etachaim Amusharim Amleim Mikoltu Vonegblip Gamshitzakul Shu. 
then and only then you can reach the life, the, the taste of life that we talked about before, the taste of life that is good, that is blessed. Once, once you really start thinking about not me, not me, I don't want anything for myself, no benefit. There won't be any child, there won't be any sorrow in your life. It'll only be a life of goodness. And that it was only revealed through the life of Torah and Mitzvot. Because we said, What is What is the life that you're supposed to be choosing? A life of Torah Mitzvot. The Torah Mitzvot life, the life of Torah Mitzvot, reveals the goodness. So now what about Pelkei Avot? Rabbi Meir says, Pelkei Avot. Where in Pelkei Avot? In Pelkvav Mishnah Aleph. What does it say? Kolo Osek Betorah Lishma. Any person who is learning Torah for its sake. Zochel Edvarim Halbe. He's merited a lot of different things. Velo Od, not just this. Elo Shekola Olam Kulo Kedailo. The entire world is his. It should be his. Midgalen Lo Razei Torah Venasek Ma'ina Mitgaber Bechule Ayen Shemedev. So when a person learns Torah Lishma, when he learns Torah for the sake of itself, for the sake of learning Torah, why is it Lishma velo Lishmo? We say that, I just read in a letter from Rabbi Yudat Tzvi Brandwein, the student of the Balasulam, to the Balasulam. He sent a letter and in the letter he wrote, it's in Tzvi uh, Tzadik, I think the sefer is called. The letter says, why is it Lishma? And not lishmo. We're saying that ratzon lekabel, the desire to receive, should be lo leratzon lekabel atzmo elarak leashpi anachat ruach liotzro, to give pleasure to him. So it should be lishmo to give pleasure to him. But when you're learning Torah, what is the esek Torah lishma? What is it lishma? It's for the Torah, Torah nekeva. So what is it? You're really learning. You're not learning because you want to get favored in God's eyes. Oh, God, I'm learning this year. So you got to give me a good year. you got to give me money. No, no, no. Lishma is learning the Torah because I'm learning the Torah. It's, it's, there's no other reason why you should be Lishma. That's what Lishma is. If you don't want to learn Lishma, that's something else we're going to get to in Yudalef. And on this person, the person who learns Torah, for the sake of learning Torah, not for any other sake, not for any other benefit. He is the person who experiences the goodness of Hashem. A person who tastes the learning of Torah and the mitzvot lishma, only lishma. He is the one who merits and sees himself the the kavanat abriya, the the thought behind the creation of the world. The purpose of creation. What was the purpose of creation? What we said? We said the purpose of creation. To do good for his creations. The only person who can really see this is if he's learning Torah Lishma. Because it's not for you. You're doing it for the person who created you. Not the person. You're doing it for the, 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 the creator. Shirak le'etiv li'nivra'av. What was the purpose of creation? To do good for its cre- purpose of creation was to do good for the creatures. Because the 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 path of a good of goodness is to do good for others. And the person who does this is happy and fulfilled with the the number of of years that he's blessed with in this life. And all the world is for him. So now we're in Ot Zayin. Atatavin. Now we can understand the two sides the two sides of the coin of learning Torah Mitzvot. What are the two sides? On the first side of the coin the first side of the coin is really the derech of Torah. What is the derech of Torah? Excuse me. What's the path of Torah? A lot of preparation. What's the preparation? He has to purify his soul, doing mikveh for a man and for a woman. What else? Uh, uh, doing lishma, not receiving anything for yourself. But 
what I want to say is restriction, but I, it's not something that you can say and then not do. As in, if you see a pizza pie and you see the pizza, the slices are going quick. People are taking the slices. And you already had a slice. You're, you're, you're good. But then you see there's one last slice left. Are you going to take it? Or are you going to let someone else take it? Even though you want it. And then are you, if you do take it and you know you want it, can you really say that I'm doing it because I don't want it? No, you can't because the ratzon is there. The ratzon the desire to receive for yourself, for that pizza slice, is there. So what are you going to do? So this avodah is long. It's 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 a lot of preparation. Just to make sure that your body is ready. It's taho. It's pure. Before you're able to merit to the essence of being fulfilling, of fulfilling the Torah mitzvot. And then it must be a person who is learning Torah or is doing mitzvot, not lishma. He's not doing it for the sake of learning Torah. He's not doing it for the sake itself. He's doing it for different reasons, for himself, for benefit. He didn't really finish to purify and to cleanse his body from this desire to receive. From the desire, he wasn't able to really finish the cleansing of the desire to receive pleasure or pleasures from different nothingness of this world. And in that moment, and if a person, this person who hasn't, he's not able, he's still in Lolishma. He's still in a stage where he's not able to do things for, for, not for his own benefit. Some of the things he does is for his own benefit. So on that person, on that specific person who still hasn't done things, Lishma, he still hasn't done things for the sake of giving pleasure to the Creator, that person is supposed to be living It's still Chayav for him. It's still Mutalalav. It's still Resting on him this type of life, chayitzal, the life of sorrow. Like it But once you've already completed the path of Torah, and he's already cleansed his body, and you cleaned your champagne glass, you're ready, you're mukhshar, you're kosher to really mekayim the Torah, to fulfill the Torah and the mitzvot lishma, to give pleasure to the Creator. Once he completes that, he comes to the second side of the coin. The first side of the coin is the hachana, is the preparation, is the is the krut, is the cleansing, the purifying. The second side of the coin, it's a life of pleasure, total peace. The kavana of briah, the 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 purpose of creation to do good for the creatures to do good for the creation itself is on the second side of the coin. Once after you finished your achana, once you finished your preparation, that the, the life of pleasure in this world is greater in this world than in the next world. Because it's something that you prepared, you, you were yigia, you reached a certain point, and you were able to do things in the der Torah. So we have two sides of the coin, just to review, two sides of the coin. What's the first side? The first side is hachana harbe. It's preparation. He's dekrut taguf. It's to make sure that you're not uh, doing things for your own sake. And that side of the coin is what Pilkei Avot was talking about. Right? The Pilkei Avot said, you should eat a little bread, you should live a life of sorrow. That's only the preparation. Once you finish the preparation, once you're already at the point, and really who can say that they're at the point that everything they do is not for their own sake. Once you reach that point, then you can really come to the life of then you can really see and understand totally. You understand that the life is, it's a life of goodness. 
Now, if you remember, we talked about the difference between all the other wisdoms of the world, physics, let's say, and Torah. What's the difference? All the other wisdoms. If you learn physics, your life will not be better when you learn physics. Your life will not improve by learning different, the makeup of molecules, I don't know, different wisdoms. It doesn't even give him enough uh, fulfillment. It's what well, you just learned it. Now you're going to keep learning. It doesn't end. Why is it not fulfilling? Because the value of all the other things you're going through during that time, you're learning, let's say, physics for an hour, but the rest of the day, you're suffering. You're going to make money. You got to find a way to get into the physics. I don't know. Whatever. It's all these different things. Hardships. This type of wisdom is not the right wisdom to fix your body. To purify. To cleanse. So it's, it's not enough to purify his, his body and it's enough for him to learn to he's, 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 he's um, this word again it's, he's making effort, working hard for this learning for this it's like any other thing in life where you're, you work hard you get the money and you get what you want to buy it's kinyan, it's a the, um, you're working hard to get something that you want to achieve. But it is not so. It doesn't apply this, this idea of, of uh, that there's no fulfillment and that there's no improvement in your life by learning it. It doesn't apply to Torah Mitzvot. Why? The entire purpose of Torah Mitzvot is to make the person better. To improve the person himself. It's the towel that cleans the champagne glass. It fixes the champagne glass. The Torah mitzvot is, is what makes a person ready to live the life of goodness. That was in the purpose of creation. To do good for his creations. So of course he has to purify his, his body. He only, he can't receive it if he's not ready to receive it. That's what the Torah mitzvot are coming to do. They're preparing a person to become ready to receive every goodness that Hashem wants to give. Our finite minds, we can't think about infinite goodness. What, is, what does infinite mean? You can really tell me what infinite is? You can't tell me. If the Creator wants to give you infinite goodness, how are you going to be ready? Where, where is your preparation? What are you doing? Especially we're in the month of Elul. What are you doing to get ready for Rosh Hashanah? What are you coming to God with? So the Torah Mitzvot, just to review, it is the, the path to preparation. We're in Otet. So now we can understand there's Bi'ur. A really understanding. What the Mishnah says, it says, if you live a life of sorrow, you're praised in this world. They had a very specific um, idea when they wrote this Mishnah. What was the idea that they had? The, this life in this world that is so good. It's not right or ready or given to anyone except for those who are completing the Darkashir Torah. They, they've completed the Darkashir Torah. What, what does it mean you completed? You reached a point of Lishma. You reached a point of where you learn Torah, Lishma. You're not learning because you want to show off or you want to become smarter. You're not giving staka because you want people to tell you how great you are. It's Lishma. Once you, re- once you complete that path of Torah, then you can really say, the, the life of sorrow in are only applied when he's in the path. He's on the path of Torah. He's getting ready 
to receive. He's getting ready to get to the point of Lishma. He's not there yet. He's on Dalka. He's on the path. He's preparing himself. It's a path of Torah. Once he finishes this path, he finished the trail. He finished the path of not Lishma, of Sigufim, of uh, um, hardships, of pain, of, of sorrow. Once he finishes that, what does it say at the end? What's the last words? Praise are you in this world. Why? Because this world was created to give pleasure. The creation of the world, the purpose was to give pleasure to the ones that Hashem created. And you can only reach that level of understanding or that feeling of tov, of goodness, once you finish that path. So once you reach the end of the path of lishma, but you're not there, let's say you're not there yet, you're still lishma, then you can't reach the goodness. Once you finish the path, once you reach lishma, once you reach lishma, then you can really say that you have a life of goodness. You can you can understand kavanat You can understand the purpose of creation. Vezesh amin ot yud. Vezesh amab zohar. It says in zohar bereshit daf lamad alef amud bet ala katuv. What it say? The pasuk vayomer elokim yei or vayhi or. It says in pasuk bereshit, God said there will be light, and there was light. Yehi or leolam azeh vayhi or leolam vav. The zohar says there will be light in this world. And there will be light in the next world. Perush. So what's the perush the Baal is giving us? Because the creation of the world, it was created in its totality. In everything that ever existed and will exist, it was all there. It was all created. In all of its completion, Completeness. The, the light that was created on the first day, it went out in all of its completion. And included within that light was the life of this world. Everything was within that light. Everything was created. So our world was within that world. All the goodness was within that light. According to the amount of the words EEO. But in order to create a space of choice and a space of avodah, a service, he hid that light for future. He hid the light in, in the future for to come later on. So, what is that? Some people say it's Mashiach. We're about to see a very interesting twist on the Lavo. But he created a space. He created a, a way for you to choose. What are you going to do? Are you going to improve your life? Are you going to learn Torah? Take an extra 10 minutes a day to learn how a person should be thinking? Or is he going to take 10 minutes to learn Musal? Is he taking 10 minutes to watch, I don't know, Torah online on YouTube? There's so much Torah in the world. Take 10 minutes. Take more, of course. What are you choosing to do with your time, with your money? What are you choosing to do? So it says he hid that light that included everything for the future. That's why it says, What does it mean in the Zohar when they said it will be light for this world? Those who are learning the Torah and are mikayim the mitzvot, lishma, in the right way, they're only benefiting from that light from that Esek Torah in the future. What is the future? It means after you completed your journey, after you completed the Der Torah, after you completed, you finished purifying and cleansing your body from all these all these desire to receive for your own benefit. You finished cleansing yourself from that? That's the future you. The future you is the one who's cleansed. He's pure. He's only doing it for someone else. Only doing it for the sake of giving nachat to the one who created, the one who created him. 
בזמן העתיד לעבור אחר גמר הסתכחות גופם בדרכה של תורה שכדאים אז then they're able לאור הגדול ההוא גם בעולם הזה then they're able to receive that light within this world even כמו שאמרו חז"ל עולמך תראה בחייך because the world you will see in your life what does that mean? it means that you have a future you that is already doing what he's supposed to be the lishma there's a derech that you're on right now every person As if you're watching this right now you're already on the derech You're already on this path of Torah that he calls. How are you going to choose to improve? How are you going to choose to get better? Next time, we're going to go into this idea of Lishma. And we're going to ask the famous question from Masech HaPsachim. Well, if you tell me that Lishma has to be Besorrow, there's a famous quote in Masech HaPsachim. If I learned it from Lo Lishma, come to Lishma. So how... Can't I just do it not Lishma and, and then I'll come to Lishma? That's the question we'll save for next time. And we'll see you next time.